helping to bros and the show where two friends give their toes and to the glow of episodes of Rose and and wax nostalgia to no end. We be gross, yo. I, uh, welcome to Bruzen, the show where two friends dip their toes in to the episodes of the things and then you you heard the intro. Yeah, you you heard the intro. Is that what the intro was? Was that you rapping on the intro? No, that was, uh, <laughs> I, I, I think it's pretty obvious that that was Stephen Hawking. Oh, okay. You're friends with Stephen Hawking? I, um... Yes, is the answer that you're looking for. How'd you meet him? Uh, chamber mixer. Chamber mixer? <laughs> <laughs> you just saying not the Brookings chamber mixer? Okay. Right, right. So how, how are you doing? Uh, uh, you didn't introduce ourselves. You introduced the show. Your name is... Jay Warren. And I am... Zacchaeus Zachary Zichter. The Zachary Zacchaeus Zichter, the third Esquire. The third Esquire. Right. Doesn't Esquire usually denote that you're an attorney? <laughs> PhD, <laughs> um, MD, Doogie Hauser. Okay. Um, so, so what's up? Well, not a whole lot. Um, today is John Goodman's birthday. John Goodman. So we're recording this on six twenty one twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Turned sixty five today. Sixty five. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's um, you know, that's the new forty five. It is. So. You're 45 years young today, John Goodman. Way to go. You're you're looking not a day over 20. 45. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, I mean, he, he does, I don't think he looks 65. Mm-mm. No. He definitely looks maybe late 50s, but yeah. he's, he's, uh, he's pretty useful. You know, that guy is good in like, if the movie's not good, at least he's good in like everything that he's in. It's true. Yeah. Like um, King Ralph. Yeah, that wasn't the first thing I'd bring up with John Goodman, but sure, why not? Uh, King Ralph, uh, he was good in it. The movie was not mm-hmm. good in itself. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 okay. Sure. It's a fish out of water story. Um, I don't remember there being any fishing in that movie. Well, it's a person that's uh, not familiar with their surroundings. It's like um, a bull in a china cabinet. No, you say a bull in a china cabinet... Inside a cabinet or a ch- in a china shop? Either or. How would you fit the bowl inside the cabinet? It's a big cabinet. You say a bowl in a china shop because the shop is big enough where there's, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. But you're like, get that bowl out of here. And then you go, and he, you know, jumps and kicks. And, and most of your merchandise is gone. I mean, that is a saying, a bull in a china shop. But uh, what was the saying that you just said? That bull in a china cabinet? N- no. Well, that is definitely not a saying. A fish out of water? A story. fish out of water. No, it, it's a fish called Wanda. Uh, and then there's also, like, uh, like shooting fish in a barrel. What was the one where the guy uh, with Don Knotts, where he turns into fish? I, I have no idea it's what like you're talking cartoon. about. I think it's called The Incredible Mr. Limpet or something like that. But anyway, hmm. he turns into a fish. It's like I- an old movie. Okay, well, well you can just us. say that. You can just say about it, anything. You remember that movie when uh, um, uh, Henry Winkler was um, the Fonz? That's a show. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like <laughs> I said, you can say anything, and it's <laughs> supposedly true. It's only you can look it up. <laughs> I mean, that's a half truth though, because he did play the Fonz at one point. Right. But it's not a movie. It's a show. It's, it's called Happy Days. No, it's it's a movie called Jumping the Shark. That's what the show. That's a term that came from the show. And um, right in the in the, it's just like Twin Peaks has Firewalk with Me. That spinoff movie was like a prequel. Same thing with Happy Days. There's not Happy Days jumping the shark. That's not a thing. It doesn't say Happy Days colon jumping the shark. It's just jump the shark. The Happy Days story. <laughs> that sounds so made up. It's not made up. Can I? Can you pull up a trailer for us to watch that? I don't think we have time. Okay. So, uh, as you were mentioning, this is the show Roseanne, where the two two dudes, mm-hmm. that's you and I, uh, watch a couple episodes of Roseanne, talk about the plot, talk a little bit about the characters, and mm-hmm. I don't know, just uh, wax nostalgia about yesteryear. So let's wax a little bit nostalgia before we get into the episodes. Um, recently, uh, maybe, was it last week or the week before, Adam West passed away? He did. Adam West, uh, known for playing uh, the first Batman 
you know. The first Batman or like the definitive TV Batman? The definitive. There was like a Batman that was like a 40s serial. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is like the first TV Batman and a lot of people's first Batman. I don't know about you, but that was the first introduction to Batman that I had. Right. And the, the specific scene that I remember was uh, the uh, infamous uh, shark on his leg scene when uh, they have the helicopter, the Batcopter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The movie. Uh, yeah. Was that the? Is that a movie? Uh, there's like a bat. There's a Batman the movie that's based off the TV. Series. All right, sounds yeah. good. I remember my uh, older brother watching it as I was when I was a kid, yeah. and that uh, get the the shark repellent or whatever, <laughs> 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 and that bat the that uh, shark is so rubbery and mm-hmm. fake. So uh, there's a podcast I listen to called Hollywood Babylon. And yep. One of the hosts, uh, Ralph Garman, was really good friends with Adam West, and that week. The day that he died, they also had to record their podcast live. Oh, wow. And so he went through, and it's a very heartfelt goodbye. But one of the things that they play is they mention that he didn't like to be rest on his laurels. He didn't want to be like, oh, yep, I'll always be the definitive Batman. He always wanted to do things that were new and current. Right. And so at one point, they were going to turn the podcast into a TV show called West on West. Really? Well, no, was the, the podcast would still be called Hollywood but Babylon. The show would. Mm-hmm. But there would be a segment called West on West where Adam West would uh, do dramatic interpreta- uh, interpretations of Kanye West lyrics. Okay. And there's a video you can watch, and if you have time, look for West on West, and it's hilarious. You know, everyone talks about how uh, William Shatner has that dramatic voice, mm-hmm. and he does have that dramatic voice. But Adam West, there's something about his voice and his delivery that's mm-hmm. definitely interesting. Uh, he still has, yeah, he has a very similar, like, dramatic cadence, like, mm-hmm. the pauses between words. But he was also, he wasn't just Batman. I mean, he was he was Batman. He was the definitive mm-hmm. TV's Batman. However, he also went on to, was he involved in, what, Adventures of Pete and Pete? Is he, that what? he was the principal. And then more recently, obviously, he's the mayor of Quahog and yep. Family Guy. Yep. And mm-hmm. he shows up, you know, very, very often. So, mm-hmm. And, like, his role in Family Guy is, like, which I think is a very admirable trait, is he's not afraid to make fun of himself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> the funny thing is that he's not, you know, obviously he's not playing a, he's playing a caricature of himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Mayor Adam West. <laughs> <laughs> the one scene I always remember from that is like him and Brian are in a theater mm-hmm. and he offers Brian some like uh, popcorn and like Brian reaches in and he pulls out like this handful of cream corn. <laughs> Adam West is like, I always bring my own. Theirs is too crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, amusing. Uh, definitely. Okay, what else do we have to talk about before we get into... I, I also just saw this today, and this is the last bit of news I have for today, but um, are you... You like the movie Ghostbusters 2, right? Ghostbusters 2, I find that it is okay. Uh, remember Baby Oscar, played by two child actors? Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, one of the kids that... Well, he's like in, he was in his 20s, but he passed away today. Henry... Dushendorf, I believe is her name. Um, what a horrible, sad <laughs> name for a sad tragedy. Yeah, yeah. He had some sort of uh, chronic mental huh. illness, um, sound, some sort, sort of form of schizophrenia. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. He was diagnosed maybe almost 10 years ago, and I, his brother had a big post about this morning. He's just like, you know, he just wasn't himself after he di- diagnosed, you know, so. Yeah. Hmm. But also, like, was still trying to, like, they were really into martial arts. They had, like, their own dojo, and he was trying to still teach martial arts up until he... There is no fear in this dojo. <laughs> Wait, no. Is it, is it? Daniel San shall not be in this dojo. <laughs> dojo. I would say that you're a little more Cobra Kai than. You think I'm Cobra Kai? Yeah, more than more than Miyagi. You, you're like only the weak show pain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's me at all. Uh, anywho, so we're in season two. Okay. Of Roseanne, and we already watched the first episode. Uh, it was nice to kind of see uh, the changes from season one to season two. But now we're on to episode two and three for today. The first episode for today is episode two, and that's called The Little Sister. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, we talked briefly before we started, and I think this is some serious, as you were mentioning, character development going on in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily, I mean, not just the characters themselves, but the dynamics between the characters. Right. So, it, you want to give just like a short synopsis uh, of this episode? Two storylines going on. Like, right. Parallel. Yeah, like rivalry between Becky and Darlene mm-hmm. and uh, Roseanne and Jackie. Right. Um, oh, you're going to have to refresh me. What, what are Darlene and Becky fighting about? 
You know, uh, it's been a little bit, so we'll have to watch. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think I watched uh, almost a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I definitely know what um, Roseanne and Jackie are worried about, and that is careers. Yes. Uh, You know, Roseanne isn't necessarily a career woman, Mm -hmm. but she's trying to get like a, you know, she's she's a working woman. Mm -hmm. Jackie, Jackie, they do kind of have this recurring theme with Jackie always has like a harebrained scream on what she wants to do and mm-hmm. she's often painted as short-sighted. Right. Um, in this particular episode, she wants to become a cop. Right, which uh, Roseanne is definitely not uh, excited about. Yeah. One other thing I want to point out is that uh, subtly in these these two episodes, there's almost like a, a little bit of an arc um, with Roseanne um, looking for a job. Mm-hmm. And it, so she's still doing the uh, phone phone call uh, sales. Is that right? Yep. And I can't imagine even in like her best day, it's pulling in that much money. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe it is, but I don't. I have a feeling that it's not. Right. Um. And she's yeah still looking for a real job. Uh, Jackie. I don't know if they see if Jackie's working or not at this point. No, because Jackie was also at um, Falcon Plastics. Yep. And uh, so... Wellman Plastics. Wellman. Yeah. I say Falcon because uh, there's, yeah. a, there's a Falcon Plastics in town, mm-hmm. which, I mean, they may as well have. <laughs> Might as well call it Falcon. Um, Wait a second. If, if Falcon Plastics is where they work, does that mean that if we go to Falcon Plastics here in Brookings that Mr. Fred Thompson will have come back from... It's zombie like, it's like Thompson. heaven for the Roseanne cast. They're just all hanging out. So uh, also Roseanne's really upset about her haircut. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and what's really that different? I guess yeah. I can't tell. Yeah, and also it's the '80s. I mean, they all none of the hair is that flattering, you know. I mean, it's the '80s. They all look alike, right? Yeah, very much. Those people from the '80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you ever get um, in this particular scene? Jackie is putting uh, Roseanne in the headlock. Did you ever get headlocked as a from a sibling? Oh, probably. Yeah. How about in school? Uh, not in school. I don't remember what happened in school. Really? Mm-mm. You seem like a kid that got beat up a lot. <laughs> Is that coming from a kid who beat up a lot of kids? No, no. It's a cycle. Um, <laughs> I got I got beat up. Never beat up. No? Did your, did your siblings ever put you in a headlock? Mm, I'm sure they have, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a scar on my left hand here. Let me take a... Right, uh, right here. The audience can't see it, but... Uh, it's a big gouge. Yeah, who did that to you? Uh, Ruli. Oh, really? Yep. Mm-hmm. So what's happening now? Uh, Dan's cooking his chili. This is like a thing that you'll see throughout the series is Dan and his chili. Um, for some reason, he's very proud of his chili. Mm-hmm. It looks like it just comes from cans. So, and I, uh, I mean, guess I guess he has some produce out there, but. Well, there, he's got a stainless steel pot, which definitely reminds me of my childhood. At one point, I think this is the episode where he does some sort of Julia Childs episode. He like looks right in the camera and starts. It's definitely not this this episode, but no, it's not this episode. I don't think so. He did, does he look into the camera? Oh, we'll see it here soon if he does. Hmm. And DJ never seems to be happy that they're having chili. Oh no, not chili! <gasps> not just any chili. My famous chili. Yes. Dan Connor's magic chili. Yeah, it's right here. He's doing his Julia Childs. He does look right at the camera. Yeah. We're trying a variation on my classic recipe. <laughs> That's funny. I wonder if that was just him move, guessing around and they decided to keep it. Here's like things that siblings do that piss each other off. Like right now, Darlene just dipped her finger into the Becky's milk. That feels weird to me. <laughs> <laughs> I had a roommate that used to do that in college all the time who would like dip, like touch your food intentionally like that. Oh, yeah, it definitely happened in high school. What I find funny is that she dipped her either her middle finger or her pointer finger into the orange juice of Becky's glass, but then proceeded to use a napkin to draw to wipe off the like bottom of her palm. Yeah. It was like a weird different area. Mm. Maybe some maybe some ran. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. It's possible. Yeah. Did you ever do that to your siblings, like mess with their food? I'm sure... I mean, as I said, I was beat up on the playground, so I probably took it out on took it out on the kids, <laughs> <laughs> took it out on relics and Rancy. Yeah. Did they Did they ever try to push your buttons? Push my buttons? Yeah, where they were trying to get underneath your skin. Um, you make them sound like maggots or <laughs> <laughs> some sort of p- 
parasite, parasitic organism. I really dig, by the way, and if you get a chance to watch this episode, you should, but the box of, of crackers, which I assume it's crackers because mm. everyone uses crackers and they look like they have crackers and cheese to go with their chili, mm. but the box of crackers, it's a very retro, retro feel to it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's from the 80s. Uh, the other thing I thought was interesting in the scene is that Dan, he's pouring himself a soda, and it's a one-liter glass bottle. I thought he was pouring himself wine. Really? Yeah. Why would you put wine in the fridge? Well, it's a red wine you keep. No, I guess red wine you don't keep chilled. Uh, I don't know. Could have been a Zin. Zin can be kind of reddish. We're going to back this up. I thought she said it. I thought he asked her if she wanted wine at one point. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Is it like a Boone's Farm? Yeah, I like a Boone's Farm. Okay, all right, you're right. Sorry, I blew up. Um, so at one point, you kind of like, they. it's kind of, I guess it's kind of kept secret. You can kind of see what the fight's really about, though, is Dar- Becky had found one of Darlene's um, nudie mags, I guess. Which I find interesting, like, why does she have a nudie magazine? Mm-hmm. Is it a play girl? No, because it was one of the ones that was found in Dan's garage in his work mm-hmm. area mm-hmm. and of course darlene throws dan under the bus saying like it was right there in the workbench wide <laughs> open and then dan's quickly trying to deflect he's like my workbench and then he's <laughs> like leave your mom alone she's working her butt off all day. <laughs> her mother's right listen to her she's been busting her hump all day cooking and cleaning she doesn't need this aggravation would you like a little wine with dinner this this got me thinking like hmm i guess it's before the internet. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I mean, if you need you need to look at stuff, I guess, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, what do people do? Mm-hmm. Go to your work area. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go read some articles. Yeah. And then Roseanne gives her a flack. What's, she's studying her history book, and she's like, what sort of disgusting thing are you reading now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, as... Brash as Roseanne is, it seems that she's pretty understanding for the most part, you know. Mm-hmm. So speaking of, I mean, okay, this isn't maybe, if they were boys at this age, you know, the, the next conversation would be masturbation. Mm-hmm. I mean, but why do you think she was, just out of curiosity? Well, I think she says that uh, she wants to know why guys look at those magazines. Right. Like, yeah. And yeah. Uh, Roseanne says it's because, well, they think those girls are looking back at them. Mm-hmm. Which I don't, I mean. <laughs> that, that might help the fantasy yeah. during the session. Yeah. I, uh, I just, men are just pigs. That's the real reason. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, uh, I know, I'm sure many people would argue that, I mean, it, it's, women are equal opportunity offenders when it comes to this, and mm-hmm. maybe offender isn't the right word. It's a, you no. know, it's a natural it, thing. It's Okay. Everything's okay, mm-hmm. but uh, the point here is that the women in those magazines are are, are not looking back. It's mm-hmm. not actually. It's not a. It's not a digital video mm-hmm. iPad. The people <laughs> that you're subscribing to, Jay. I mean, they are looking <laughs> back. Uh, <laughs> the cam girl that you are. Uh, <laughs> that I she, ac- <laughs> yeah, she actually is looking back. Damn right she is. Mm. Okay, so uh, now Jackie left kind of upset, and now we kind of see her drunk. She was upset because Roseanne wasn't a little bit more accepting to her dream. Mm-hmm. And we also see Darlene over here mm-hmm. because Darlene was upset, mm-hmm. uh, given that she was, uh, you know, a tattletale, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jackie is drunk. Definitely. It was amazing. I thought this was going to turn into an episode about... Uh, Jackie, okay, the the logical storyline to me would be like, oh, I'm going to become a uh, police officer, and then my niece comes over and I offer her alcohol, and oh boy, I'm so irresponsible. But that <laughs> doesn't happen at all. No, it doesn't. Um, in uh, just a lot of drunken venting from Jackie about like, you know, mm-hmm. she never has my back. She's always telling me I'm irresponsible, and I do all this for her, and she doesn't even recognize it. Mm-hmm. And kind of like, the, I think that's pretty, I think if you have siblings, you might be able to relate that, like, there's always kind of, like, between older and younger siblings, the older sibling always wants to look after the younger sibling. Right. Without realizing that sometimes they can be particularly condescending. Mm-hmm. Well, and in, in just in the relationship that we've had in, in the first season and so far in this season, 
Jackie does help out a lot. She's always babysitting. She's mm-hmm. always over there in being like a second mother or, you know, a second, um, a third adult mm-hmm. uh, offering, you know, guidance to uh, the kids. And while Roseanne may not always appreciate it, she might disagree. And Dan definitely disagrees. Um, mm-hmm. you know, she's, she's being quite helpful. Mm-hmm. However, from Roseanne and Dan's perspective, it's like, well, she's leeching. She's over mm-hmm. here all the time. Why is she always over here all the time? Mm-hmm. She's not, you know, she's not being the Jackie she can be, and she needs me mm-hmm. uh, for support. And uh, Jackie has a really funny quote because Darlene's, like, talking about, like, I can't wait till I get my own place. It's going to be cool just like this, and I'm never going to invite Becky over. <laughs> and then Jackie has this awesome quote that's just like, yes, you will. That's the thing. She's your sister, and you're never going to get rid of her. Like, and just kind of understand that, like, man, your family can drive you nuts sometimes, but you really never get rid of them. Something catastrophic would have to happen. Well, one day I'm going to get even. I'm going to have a neat place just like this, and I'm never going to invite her over. Yeah, you will. That's what's unfair. You're her sister, and you're never going to get rid of her. That milk carton is awesome as well. Yeah? You like that milk carton? I do. I was worried that it was maybe off, you know, just thinking like Jackie lives alone, so she'll pull out the milk carton and it'll be expired or something like that. That mm-hmm. didn't happen either. No, no. So. So you're, were you disappointed by the things that you thought would happen? No, I mean, it, it didn't, it surprised me, so that's good. Mm-hmm. I think if they would have done that, it would have reinforced the idea that Jackie's ir- irresponsible. Like that's Right, and that's not the storyline that they're, they're mm-hmm. you know, cooking up. Yep. It turns out that it's not as simple as black and white. It's not just Roseanne's the smart one and, and has everything together and mm-hmm. Jackie doesn't. And it's certainly not that Roseanne has everything together oh, yeah. and she doesn't and Jackie. You know, so they're both just – this whole clan of individuals is yeah. a bit screwed up. Well, and Roseanne also is like finds her ways to cheat the system, you know. How so? I don't know if we've gotten that far, but she like when they're talking about paying bills or something like that, or like oh, that was like in the first season, and like this maybe even the first or second episode where mm-hmm. they talk about how like oh, we'll send this one the water bill to the heat, the electric yep. and the company, mm-hmm. and we'll send the electric bill to the water company, and that'll save us time and or it'll buy us time. Mm-hmm. But this 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 scene right here, so we're we're still at uh, Aunt Jackie's, and she just kind of passes out. Yep. Uh, kind of. She's drinking a lot for be drinking alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is also the first time we see her apartment, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Um. So it's it's a typical studio apartment. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit bigger than mine, I would imagine. Um. I think my kitchen's bigger though. So, suck it. Uh, <laughs> suck it, Drew back. <laughs> The the this um I feel like we we made a movie a while ago and in one of the scenes I don't know if it ended up in the movie it certainly didn't actually um the character Richard was supposed to fall off the bed mm-hmm. and that just happened in in Roseanne's so it's like it can happen it can it can work as a scene yeah it can mm-hmm. so now we're we're the next morning next morning Darlene has stayed overnight Darlene has stayed the night at Jackie's um. They're uh, all having bacon. I think bacon's like uh, when you were growing up was bacon a big deal. Like if you had breakfast at home and like mom or someone made bacon, was it a, kind of a big deal? It was a big deal because um, we rarely had breakfast prepared. Mm-hmm. It was usually cereal. You just yep. cereal and uh, and milk, cereal and milk. Fend for yourself. That's what breakfast is. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, as growing up on a farm, we had. Nice dinners and nice um, suppers. We call them dinner and supper, not lunch and dinner. <laughs> um, but one time, my mom, this was, I was really young because she passed away when I was seven and a half, um, almost eight. Uh, she had a friend from Germany come over, and I woke up to the smell of pancakes, eggs, and bacon. I was just thinking, what is this? <laughs> you come down selling out your mom like, we never do this. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a, uh, was odd. I don't think it happened. Uh, uh, cooking breakfast like that happened as frequently. I'm sh- I know it happened, mm-hmm. but I think like Sunday mornings we usually go to church. You know, and yeah. then like after church they would take us out to breakfast somewhere. Sure. 
that was a that was always fun, and that happened more frequently. Or we would stop and get rolls or something like yep. that. Rolls. Yeah. Those little packs. Um, they they have the uh, the red stripe or crisscross yeah. in the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those are good. that was good stuff. Huh? Mm-hmm. I wonder if they still make those. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You can find them at Walmart, I think. Okay. Uh, and so now Darlene has come back, and uh, she, Roseanne's interrogating her about like, "Hey, did you talk about me all night?" Mm-hmm. And Darlene's like, "I'm not a tattletale." So. What'd you guys talk about last night? Me? What'd your Aunt Jackie say? Ask her yourself. I'm not a tattletale. Well, you know, it's not really tattling if I have to beat it out of you. <laughs> she learned her lesson, but then stole the bacon. <laughs> yep. And uh, Jackie comes over at, at, during that conversation and to do the laundry. So it's like, here I am leeching off you. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she's also kind of in that badass. Like, I'm really hungover and mm-hmm. I'm wearing my Glaucoma glasses. Glaucoma. <laughs> 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 um. <laughs> and now Dan's taking everybody go to the garage. And he's like, Darlene, you want to go out to the garage with the rest of us? She's like, ah, not really. <laughs> so is your brother and sister. Let's go. <laughs> Makes him makes her go out, right? Because they're trying to set the stage for. Mm-hmm. They know what's coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and I don't know if you've. I certainly, as a member of a twelve-person family, and then with stepkids, you know, and stepmother, uh, more people, you can kind of see when arguments are coming on, and that's kind of what's happening with uh, Jackie and Roseanne. I find it interesting the way they shot this particular scene that they're on different sides of the wall just to show like a barrier mm-hmm. between them. And sort of like they're getting, uh, maybe it's like a religious stone, like a confessional because they're both kind of starting to oh, yeah. And yeah, like through that. the shades. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. The, yeah. yeah. I just thought about that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, and now like, so this is where like they just don't see their own shortcomings because like now uh, Roseanne's chastising Jackie for drinking too much mm-hmm. and being like, you don't know how to handle a confrontation. That's what people do anytime they can't confrontation comes their way. They go get a drink, mm-hmm. and then this is while Roseanne's devouring a pancake. Because <laughs> you cannot handle conflict. That is a whole thing. You cannot handle conflict. Remember, we saw that whole thing on Oprah. People who cannot handle conflict, so right away they run for the alcohol. Well, have another shot of pancake, Roseanne. <laughs> Which Roseanne clearly doesn't know what to say that to. I mean, it's not a valid argument. Like, sure. Mm-hmm. Right. They both have things that they, you know, they're not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, that that make them less than perfect. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that, like, I mean, you'll find out at the end of this argument what's going on, but, like, why Roseanne is so adamant that Jackie doesn't even try to become a cop. Yeah, oftentimes, many, uh, oftentimes the reason, the real reason for uh, frustration and disagreements won't come out until you, you know they're they're pushed to a head. Yeah, you really, yeah. Someone's like pushing. I want to know, like, really want to know why. Mm-hmm. And really, what it amounts to after they get into a physical altercation with each other is that Roseanne is worried that she's gonna get shot. Yeah, which is oh, oh a good, very good worry. Right. Um, you know, I think equally. There's also that fear now a days, mm-hmm. and I think probably then too. You know, she she's thinking, oh, you could be a meter maid. You know, that's that'll be easy. You just write little tickets or whatever. But if you're out in if you're out in the field doing work, not only could you get shot, but you know, you might end up having to shoot someone. Yeah, um, which is scary. It's a dangerous it's a dangerous job, even in a small town like Lanford. Right, and there's potential to get hurt. And, like, I don't think, and now they're starting to fight. I don't think Roseanne and, uh, Roseanne really, I think she underestimated Jackie here. See, that's it. Again, what do I have to do to convince you that I could be a cop? Beat you up? (laughs) Yeah, not on your best day. Oh, Come on. Come on. Take your best shot. Starts off typical as, you know, they're both pulling each other's hair, and now Jackie has her in this arm grip. 
and then Dan's <laughs> looking on. <laughs> Dan comes in, he was coming in to check to see if everything was okay, but then I think he goes into like a uh, wrestling match type announcer yeah. voice, yeah. which is this is fun. He does mean it, folks. And this is the grudge match we've all been waiting for. Katie Bowe, don't grab the rule book. The Landford Wrestling Federation rules do not apply. Dan, I'm serious. She's serious, folks. I'm really serious. She's really serious. Well, and uh, I think uh, as is he's kind of an outsider on this, but I think he's also kind of like I think he, even though he that's his wife, he's like I think she kind of had this coming because she does kind of have tend to be a little bit of a bully sometimes um, with her ideas and her thoughts about how people should act. What is he even using? Is the candle holder or uh, it's like a little porcelain dog? It looks like. Oh, yep, it is. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, who's on, who comes out on top of the altercation here? I, uh, I think as far as the physical one, Jackie gets her to relent a little bit because she's like, "If you let go, I'll tell you." And that's when she says, "I finally taps out." Yeah. yeah, I want. I don't want you to get shot. Although I will say, when you're in that position, and Jackie has Roseanne in the position where she's got her arm pinned behind her back, that's not fun. No, it does not feel good. Mm-hmm. And. We all know that um, professional wrestling is real, and, and you see that exact move oftentimes uh, in the professional wrestling ro- it is, world. It is real, huh? You think it's real? Right. But luckily, they didn't have to worry about like special effects uh, or uh, practical effects. Like, there were no pile drivers in this episode. You think? Hmm. So... Uh, do you have do you recognize anything in this with relationship with your siblings at all? Um maybe I I, I mean it's, it's different because they are in their 30s. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I've ever had a physical altercation with my 30-year-old siblings. No. But definitely had a lot of altercations with teenage siblings. Yeah. And obviously TV is often portrayed as an exaggeration of reality but uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure there are some 30 year olds out there doing some wrestling mm-hmm. you want to do some like ra- fight, fighting in the lawn you want to do some wrestling no I'm good <laughs> <laughs> don't want to wrestle huh no no wrestling especially since like you think it's real and you'll just really pile drive me well I it's a very serious move <laughs> yeah. I can tell you that you're eager to try it though <laughs> so ultimately what what ends up happening here what is the resolution? Well, and then, so, you know, Roseanne says, uh, why don't you, like, she says, I'm afraid you get shot, and Jackie obviously never thought about that. Okay, you want to be a cop, fine. I will support you. But I just have to make one point before I do. Okay, pig, I've got a gun, and I'm going to blow your head off. What are you going to do about it? Slap your hand away. Go ahead. Bang! You're dead, Jackie. You're dead. Mm-hmm. And she's like, why don't you just be a meter maid? She's like, meter maid's good. <laughs> um, we missed it, but there was a really funny thing when they were eating bacon. Like, Dan's trying to get another piece of bacon from each of the kids. Mm-hmm. And he looks at DJ, and DJ does this thing. You know, like, little kids just weird, do weird shit. And DJ quickly, he's like, forget about it. And he dips his bacon into his orange juice, like oh, stuffs yeah. it in. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, I don't know why kids do things like that, but I remember doing similar things when I was a kid. Look, didn't that Haley's Comet? Forget about it. <laughs> so, so what do you think of that episode? <clears throat> I actually think that's probably one of my more favorite episodes of season two. Really? Uh-huh. I do like the... Uh, like we were talking about the character arcs that are happening or like the mm-hmm. the dynamics changing and like fleshing out the characters a little bit more and showing a little bit more continuity. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I love the parallel story. story star ball, ball, I enjoyed these. I enjoyed the parallel storytelling techniques employed in this episode with the Roseanne-Jackie dynamic paralleling the Becky and Darlene dynamic. I thought that was good okay 
Also, I thought it was fun that they were talking about nudie magazines. Nudie magazines. I enjoyed the breakfast scene. Bacon. Yeah, that like that uh, emphasis on how important bacon was in breakfast. Like my dad was kind of telling me when he was growing up that like that was like a common thing when he was growing up. Really? Yeah. And you know he kind of came from a poorer family, but they lived on a farm. So wink, wink. Yep. So they had a lot of bacon. I'm not sure if they had a lot of bacon, but it wasn't uncommon to have like a big breakfast. Sure. Sure. Um, and my mom always tells me that his grandma, my, his mom spoiled him because he was used to having stuff like that. You ever have like maple syrup on bacon? Um, I've had maple bacon before, but I've never like poured. Yeah. Syrup. Well, often what happens is that you have uh, pancake, eggs, and bacon, and then sometimes the syrup just like drips over. And you're like, wait a second. What could this be? Is this some new thing? Some people swear by like sausage and syrup and bacon and syrup. Yeah. I know that they make that uh, maple bacon candy. Sure. Yeah, that's a thing. All right. Well, you can bring some next time. I I don't know where to get it. Is it like maple bacon hard candy? I think so, yes. So we can like suck on it next episode? I was going to bring rolls next time. Ooh, yeah. like those rolls we were talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be yeah. great, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is, it, is it bad that we chew while we podcast? No, I mean, it might be, people might stop listening, the two people that... Yeah, Jess and Simeon, stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> Crimean and breast. <laughs> also, the occasional listen from uh, Rub from Wyoming. Rub from Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Who also has his own podcast. It's true. Two boys, one cup. Two boy. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> Two boys, one podcast. But um, it it does allude to that. Yes, it does. Anyway, perverts. All right, so uh, let's wrap up this episode and move on to the next. Um, w- Is that, that's a format change we should discuss. We're going to be doing two episodes. Right, right. So, uh, quick fire, rapid fire, uh, out of five or out of ten rating. Uh, out of ten, I'd give it a seven. Seven, wow. No. I would give it um, six. <laughs> <laughs> this is a thing. Uh, anyway, no, no, that was good. I knew as soon as you said seven, wow, I knew like he's going to go to six. <laughs> I knew right, it. right. So our second episode, which is the third episode of the second season, is called Guilt by Disassociation. Mm-hmm. What's that all about? So this episode starts off with um, Roseanne getting ready for a job interview right <clears throat> it's a big deal to her big deal because she's tired of not working well it actually starts off with her like actually doing a little bit of work selling yeah. uh stuff uh on the phone uh what do you call it? not stuff but like magazines and what i find interesting in this scene is that she's <laughs> exemplifying the you know household of of that time you've got a corded phone and kids getting tangled up in there and they're Mm -hmm. being loud and noisy they don't understand that that they need to be quiet while you're working right but kids just seem to find uh, i have a a business partner named rosh ronson Mm -hmm. and he has kids and if he's trying to do work or if let's say we're on a google hangout because we have a meeting and he's at home um somehow his kids find a way to interrupt uh stuff just because i don't know what if if he wasn't on the google hangout they would leave him alone because he's not interesting whatsoever (laughs) he's just a boring dad he's very boring (laughs) but as soon as like there's a phone call or a google hangout or some Mm -hmm. sort of thing going on what 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 is it what did you do what's going on what's going on what's happening (laughs) (laughs) squirrel um i think you know I, I, i i've noticed Maybe this this isn't true for everyone, but I will, I'm going to say, for the large part, I don't think people understand until they're about 22, 23, that it really isn't all about them. It's not? <laughs> no. Oh, and some people may have to wait longer. Until they're m- <laughs> mid to late 30s. Uh, sometimes, like, and I don't mean that in a way that, like, they're selfish, uh, but, like, sometimes, like, I work with a lot of younger people because I have to train younger people into work, mm-hmm. and 21, 22-year-olds, they... You don't have to talk to them. They'll just sit there and talk ad nauseum about themselves because they think they're really interesting. And I'm like, you know, sometimes it's good not to talk to. Sometimes silence is okay. And I just explained to you how to this works. 
Um, and you know, as you get young, if we go backwards and younger they get, the more selfish it becomes and more set like themselves centric, uh, egocentric maybe by the word it becomes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when, if if you go back far enough, they become a baby and like wham, wham, wham. Someone change this dude. Diaper. Diaper, please. (laughs) That's the one different thing between, you know, they say that um, babies and, you know, 90-some-year-old men or women, you know, they they have a lot of similarities. You know, the old man is bald, the the baby is bald, and they have no teeth at both ends of the, uh, the chronological spectrum. The difference is, though, that the elderly people, they don't cry. They've they've given up. They don't weigh as much. It's like that uh, movie, Benjamin Button movie. Yeah? Yep. Where he ages in reverse. In <laughs> it is like that, yep. That in that we see him as an old person and also a baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does he actually, what happens when he becomes a baby? Does he go up inside? <laughs> no, that's, that's not how that movie ends. <laughs> how does it end? Uh, he's a baby and... Uh, the lady, uh, Kate Blanchett's been looking after him for the last couple years of his life, which, you know, he's an infant. Mm-hmm. And she need he needs someone to take care of him, and it's her. And, like, the last scene is him, like, looking up at her, and then he passes away. Hmm. Yeah. So, as you say, uh, Roseanne is getting ready for a job interview. Yep, yep. And they're really concerned about their that Roseanne's hair. Yep. Which, She's, she just had a bad haircut. Yep. I think they're setting, that us, up, setting us up. Last episode for this. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so now they're trying to fix her hair, make it look good. So they did some head banging. Mm-hmm. Did some head. Ba- I guess that fixes it. I guess so. In the eighties, maybe it did. And then Jackie's doing some weird combing thing. They're trying to get more lift and more volume. Um, is that what's going on? Is that not what's going on? I guess I don't know. I'm asking you. you I I uh, can only assume you, you stylist do. <laughs> uh. I don't have a cosmopolitan, cosmetology, cosmonaut. Uh, <laughs> cosmonaut? I didn't go to school for Some hair sort care. Of cosmonaut? <laughs> <laughs> Where's that? Oh, wait. I know where that's from. Yeah. Uh, don't tell me. I know. Don't don't tell me. Do you want to continue the quote a little bit longer? What are you, some, some sort of, of cosmonaut? cosmonaut? <laughs> No, we're exterminators. Somebody saw a cockroach up on 12. That's got to be some cockroach. Bite your head off, man. We came, we saw. We kicked its ass. <laughs> All right, so Dan Dan kicks off work a little bit early. Mm-hmm. Wearing um, an awesome bandana. Wearing an awesome bandana. Turns on the TV. He's pretty excited to be kicking off work early. You can tell he's got a little pep in his step, if you will. Right, but he seems to be ignoring mm-hmm. Roseanne and her, uh, uh, like her story. Yeah, and uh, she's leaving. So then he's like, "Where are you going?" And then she's all like, "What do you mean? Where am I going?" <laughs> well, wish me luck. Good luck. Where are you going? Uh, what? Uh, what? <laughs> How can you live with me and not know where I'm going? Now, didn't we lay in bed for two hours last night talking? important this was and now you're saying where are you going <laughs> he can tell me that like he is like regretting even saying anything <laughs> <laughs> and uh i i, <laughs> I feel bad for him because i'm just like him i'm very forgetful you can, you can talk about stuff all day and i'll forget about it the next day what were you saying yeah, exactly See? Mm-hmm. no i uh, you know what you're talking about yeah no and then he's he's kind of trying to he eggs her on a little bit and makes fun of her hair, <laughs> which is a bad move, <laughs> right? After all we've seen. Mm-hmm. Then doesn't he give her a hug or something like that and like screws up her hair. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, makes fun of her outfit. Yeah. Oh, right, he puts his hand on her. Yeah. <laughs> she freaks out. You're definitely not supposed to do that to yeah. uh, ethnic hair. And she, you can tell that like. She's exceptionally nervous, and people crowding around here is not really making it any better. No. And I think, you know, just as it's set up at the beginning of the episode, she really does not want to keep doing these magazine sales. She wants to provide. Now, Dan just got off, was talking about the success of what he's doing, you know. And I think Dan, you know, if he could provide for the family alone, he would. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and and in some certain ways he has given that I'm sure the sales for magazines is pretty low mm-hmm. but um I think it's admirable how hard Roseanne is is trying and hoping that she gets you know a job well, while still ha- while still staying true to her principles and and realizing that it was good to quit uh well in plastics yeah um and he tells her uh, multiple times that like hey it's not that big of a deal like mm-hmm. I'm just, so I imagine that they have some saved up enough to get by until, you know, she can find something. So this job interview, so we cut to the job interview, and mm-hmm. it's kind of an interesting job interview because right away she gets there, and the person interviewing is like, I don't know, we don't need anybody. Yeah, already starts off great. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just a person who's completely disinterested in, like, interviewing people. Because... There is a position, but she doesn't necessarily agree that there should be a position because um, this particular individual doesn't it, – it's, it's, it's like for a secretary position for another, like, higher up. Look, are they going to be needing somebody? Oh, not they. Me. They're off playing golf or doing whatever, but I'm here as usual running their show. Well, can I just ask you what position they need you to hire someone to fill? Secretary to Mr. Ivan Pitvoris. I mean, the man doesn't even need a secretary. He doesn't do anything. <laughs> sounds like a great job. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, data entry, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we don't know it's data entry until uh, till the end of this inter- interview because uh, it starts out like, we don't need you, we don't need you, and Roseanne kind of like works her way from the bottom like okay i realize that you know i'm not on your good side right Mm -hmm. now but i really need this job i will do absolutely everything you know i will you know basically be a kick-ass employee Mm -hmm. and kind of wins her wins the day yeah she like the person interviewing her sees her parking correctly she parks in like the wrong place and you know she's trying to get her best there to be there on time Mm -hmm. punctuality is a big thing when you're looking to hire somebody right um but it's like the person that recommended her. She does, she's not really particularly fond of, right? And, you know, and not particularly fond of that person's wife either. Mm-hmm. And you find out through a, some comment later that they're not fond of her either. But <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something about Phil Green. He's smoother than a newborn baby's butt. And that wife of his, she's so perky. I'd like to drive a nail through her head. <laughs> But there's, so so she gets to the point where she's like, okay, you're hired, and here are some papers, sign them. But then, I don't know, just an offhanded comment. Yeah, she uh, tells her that she wants her to come in early the next day to familiarize her with the computer. It has, like, some weird name, like the Tangerine or something. Yes, we use the Tangerine 3. It can do anything. Well, good. Maybe it can teach me how to use a computer. <laughs> you mean you never worked on a computer at Wellman? I worked on my feet at Wellman. But I can learn. Not in one day, you can't. I'll come in early and I'll stay really late. Roseanne, everything we do here is on computer. I need somebody to start on Monday. I mean, our whole inventory is computerized. Our sales, our shipping. Damn. And I send everybody home. I'm sorry. I suppose severance pays out of the court. <laughs> this might be as a shocker to our younger listeners, but not everybody always used knew how to use a computer always back in the day. Like, right. Uh, in particular, like, computers back then were not as nearly as user-friendly as they are now. No, they used like a DOS-based system. This was pre-Windows. Yeah, you can tell by the green text, black screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, I mean, I, I can't imagine it would be that hard but you don't have like two weeks to train someone you need them to just know how to do it be able to get in there right whereas now you could probably just have teach someone how to use like an excel sheet that's already made out you know Mm -hmm. and just like hey put this stuff here i will say though that um i kind of disagree with uh, you know her not hiring her because first in the beginning of the the beginning of the conversation she said well we really don't need this um a position filled because this person is barely over here and 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 hardly needs the help but then all of a sudden wait you couldn't possibly take half a day to you know to train yeah. roseanne because it like i mean i i imagine like the hard part would getting the program to start but once somebody knows how the program starts i imagine it'd be much easier mm-hmm 
and there has to be some sort of literature that goes along with it. Like, sure. Um, I guess at that particular time, you know, it's it was new. So mm-hmm. I guess, I don't know, I'm trying to find a logical equivalent now, but we all think it's, it's really easy for us to think that anybody can pick up computers. But at that time, no. people who, especially she was, okay, she's mid-30s, my dad at that time, you know, like trying to teach him things on the computer, and he was in his 40s. You know, he he was on tech support all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that was a thing. People actually used tech support because I turn my computer on and and then I don't know where it goes and oh why is this? Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine being having that job? Oh boy. Well, what it amounts to is he didn't know what Windows did, mm-hmm. uh, and then before that, because he was used to a DOS system, yeah, and he was trained on a DOS system. So going from a DOS system to a Windows system, which should intuitively be easier yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's different it's different mm-hmm. so i guess i get it it's just that yeah but like the, you know what training someone on just a dos system i can't imagine like have you ever watched those kids reacts videos yeah there's like one where they show an old computer like that and the kid just like it blows their mind how long everything takes how simple <laughs> everything is well, if you want to program, you have to type .exe afterwards and then hit enter so it can compile. It doesn't do anything. Oh, that's because you have to put in this floppy. <laughs> <laughs> What's on your computer? Then let's type in directory yeah, and hit wa- enter. How about we watch YouTube? No YouTube. <laughs> None of that stuff. If I want to play Frogger, I type in frogger.exe. Enter. Ooh, Frogger. <laughs> <laughs> Green and black. Uh, or like any of those stuff. Like they just... They don't, kids, I don't think, appreciate how well they have it until they see stuff like that. Right. Because, like, even, like, things like watching anything you, you can watch pretty much anything you want to watch at any given time now. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, oh, I I want to go to the video store, and then you had to look around, like, what do I want to watch tonight? And you had to talk to people. Yeah. Uh, and then you had, like, your parents were waiting for you in the car, and they're like, hurry up, pick something. And then you're like, I have to be 17 to rent this. Can you come in? No, pick something else. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I mean, just yesteryear in general, the the advances, not like what 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 that computer would do on that desk right now in this interview, what that computer could do, like our phones, your dumb phone, mm-hmm. is so much more sophisticated. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like the you know, those graphing calculators, mm-hmm. that has more power than the lunar module has in it. Really? Yeah, it has that much more computing power. You sure we we actually landed on the moon? I am positive we landed on the moon. You sure? I'm 100% positive. Are you not? You're you, you're oh, oh, 100% you, positive. You you're like an Alex Jones follower, aren't you? Follower? Um I, I wouldn't say that I am a follower. I um No. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that we are at war and the war is for info. <laughs> so, now that we're done with the interview, Ro- yeah, Roseanne thought she had the job. She doesn't get it because she doesn't know how to use a computer. Yeah, she shot that shot. She thought she had the job, so she was so excited. She called Dan. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And said, "Dan." Uh, yes, that's correct. Her husband's name is Dan. Well, I don't know if it was someone else. Uh, but yeah, and you know, like it, like that just goes to show you, it's a very big deal. And I don't think. It's a little bit hard to relate to unless you understand, like, hey, like you were saying earlier, she really wants to provide for her family. Mm-hmm. They're obviously not the wealthiest family, so it doesn't want to get to the point where they're struggling because um, you have three kids. Right. So you're just that excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so, okay, obviously Dan was not doing so well as a husband earlier because he was kind of like, wait, he was spacing out what's going on. Now he tries to be better, so he invites a whole bunch of her friends over to celebrate the fact that they she has a job, which she actually doesn't. He even goes so far as to rip up her book of sales for the uh, the the phone sales of magazines. Mm-hmm. Your telephone magazine sales book. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you hadn't have done that, Dan. Everybody's every, she's surrounded by these people. Like it's got to be more embarrassing that she uh, thinks that she had the job, and now there's this party for her. Mm-hmm. And now Dan hugs her and she whispers in his ear, I didn't get the job, so they go off to be alone. Baby, you're a real hero. Aww. I didn't get the job. What? You heard me. What do you mean, you didn't get the job? Roseanne, you want a beer? Not now, Crystal. 
I mean, I didn't get the job. You ought to be used to hearing that by now. So you want me to get me the barbecue started, put on hamburgers, hot dogs? No. no. Something wrong? I didn't get the job. And you can just tell that not only that, it's just like de that defeat. Like I've been in a position before where I've been looking for a job and like I don't have one. And like you're just mm -hmm. like your savings is dwindling and you just for whatever reason can't find even the shittiest job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. That's an everyday occurrence. Self-employed here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like I understand like that part like where you're just like, what do I have to do? Who do I yep. like? Like. Whose D do I have to S <laughs> yeah, to right? get a real job around here? <laughs> I don't like, and it gets to the point where like I don't care how bad it is, as long as I'm working forty hours a week, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, in you know when you feel like that, like now everyone is trying to make her feel better. Mm -hmm. I I guess I don't know <laughs> if I would do this. Uh, for if I was Dan, I would certainly maybe have like, and this is part of like, sorry, I'm going to back up. I think Dan d overdoes it by bringing a whole bunch of people over. And, but yep. cleaning the house is a good idea. <laughs> cleaning the house is a wonderful idea. Yeah. And the way they said it was like, clean it so. And remember, we're just looking for the illusion of clean. Uh, but he makes a funny joke about uh, um, how well to clean something. Yeah. Um, and then there's this confused guy who thinks that Dan's rosy. <laughs> I don't really understand what's going on here. <laughs> but to continue my point, I mean, I think it would be the reason he, story-wise, that he had to bring all those people over so there was more stakes, you know, and mm -hmm. for more comedic value. But I think in it would still be embarrassing if, you know, you came home and your whole family was there with the cake and, and Jackie was there and maybe Crystal. That would be more realistic. Mm -hmm. Um of who would be there to help celebrate, and, and then you let yeah. them down. That's a big um, bummer. And uh, Crystal uh, gets all emotional on Roseanne, more emotional than Roseanne is. Mm -hmm. Almost crying because she's st still thanking Roseanne for helping her quit the job. But she's selling cosmetics, and it sounds like she has, like, an Avon lady job. Something like that, yeah. Which I also can't imagine pays that well. I mean, I guess it depends on how much you're selling. Well, right. I think some people are really, really good mm -hmm. um, at at sales, and so they do well. And then other people are like, oh, yeah, I'll sell Avon, and then you realize you have to do work. Mm -hmm. Sales is not fun. Um, nope. Some people are built for it, though. Some people have that natural ability to hawk stuff. Want to buy a monkey? What, what does it do? No, I, was, I think that's from Cabin Boy, uh, David <laughs> Letterman. Cabin Boy? I haven't I haven't seen Cabin Boy. Oh. Good though? Never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh okay. So now it gets to the point where she's like talking about now nothing works and she slams this door behind her. I let him beat me. He didn't beat you. He did beat me, Dan. You know why? Because he has a job. And you've got a job, and Jackie's got a job, Bonda's got a job, and hell even Crystal has a job. What do I got? I got this. It's okay, baby. Leave it open. <laughs> and Dan chuckles to himself and, like, leave it open. And this is something that they kind of bring up, like, how about how they're just always making fun of each other. Mm -hmm. They do it all the time, but sometimes it becomes an issue. You're all the time picking that man, making little cracks. We always make little cracks. We always make little jokes. That's how we are. That's why we get along so well. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I think this is, I have uh, siblings who are married that do a little bit of this, rib on each other a little too much, mm -hmm. and I, my wife and I try to avoid that because it, you, it's all fun and games until one person steps just a teensy bit over the line. Is it, is it over the line at the wrong time? Over the line at the wrong time, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, and then like you can tell it escalates fast because she's like, tell me what to do again tell me to quit my job and he's like i didn't tell you to quit your job and she's like the hell you didn't and then he yells a very scary dan connor yell i didn't tell you to quit your job the hell, you did. The hell i did <laughs> yeah yeah my wife and i were actually watching this uh together mm -hmm. and it's like whoa yeah. you know, I, I 
I would not want to make that guy mad. No, mm-hmm. no, he's and then so then you, we don't see them all walk out, but after that yelling, yeah. like you pan over and like they are gone. Yeah, you can you can kind of see in the back like some people like hear them yell and they're just like gotta go. <laughs> yeah, everybody except for Jackie because obviously Jackie's there for yeah she's used to it and she yeah needs something to gossip about. <laughs> well, that's no, that's not very nice about Jack. <laughs> Jackie wouldn't do that. <laughs> I think she's supportive. She's being supportive here. Mm-hmm. And. uh you can tell that it's getting better. Like, it escalated fast, but it's also de-escalating quick. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No, I did let my family down, and you know it, and I know it. That hurts. It hurts real bad, Dan. Hey. What? Get a job. <laughs> so, kind of. I think, that, like I said earlier, there was a little bit of a, uh, an arc. You know, she starts out with her job uh, on the phone, selling magazines, and then she has this big hope. I've got this interview, mm-hmm. and then I've got it. I've, I've, I've got the job. Then it was a dash for me, and then I'm back to selling magazines again. Because yeah. our little coda here is, you know, she is making breakfast for the kids, and the kids are going off to school, and then... Mm-hmm. It's kind of back to where we were, back to square one. Yep. And then just kind of like that, uh, you know, she, like even though she doesn't want to do it, I mean, she's just like, well, hopefully tomorrow's better. It's kind of her. You can kind of just feel mm-hmm. like that's the idea. It's just like this is what I have to do right now. And right, you you might say that her motto at the end of this episode is keep on trucking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or to put it. A uh, new way and, and to modernize it. Keep on trumping. Keep on trumping. Huh? Yep. <laughs> uh, you know he has a hard time, um, you know, motivating uh, people to to get on with his agenda because he got everybody obstructing him. That's the Democrats and the other established Republicans. But he's just working hard. He's going to keep on trumping. <laughs> just keep on trumping. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Watched an interview where someone said that, like, oh, I just love what he's doing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> golfing? <laughs> doing a great job. Doing a great job. Sure, sure, the Democrats are, you know, stopping him from doing the things he, he wants to do, but he, he's, he's doing as good as he can. Even though they're not majority holders in either house or something. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, well. Sorry, we up. So, what did you think of that uh, episode? I mean, I imagine if I do like the, uh, and it didn't, I didn't catch that. I mean, I've been watching these episodes forever, but I didn't catch it until I was older. Like the importance of like, even though it's a job she doesn't really want, like the importance of having employment. Right. That's not based on how many magazine subscriptions you can sell. Yeah. Employment and, uh, securing money is mm-hmm. importante. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What, what did you think? I thought those were two good episodes. Um, I think they work well together because the first episode is, you know, about sisters, Jackie and, and Roseanne, and there's some struggle there, and that develops their relationship. And the second one, I think you see both Roseanne, uh, the dynamic between Roseanne and Jackie develop as, as Jackie helps her get... Um, you know, ready, and also Dan. That relationship at the end—it's—it's not good, uh, the way they argue. But um, ultimately, both Jackie and Dan are supportive of Roseanne and her her attempt to get to get a job. Um, you know how I said, you know, everyone left, and the people that are are left are Dan and Jackie. And and I disagree with you in that I do not think Jackie was there just to gossip. I really think that she was there because she put a lot of effort into helping Roseanne. Mm-hmm. put her best foot forward. So she was there out of genuine um, concern and, and, and care. I would say it's 70%. I like the drama. No, no. no. Support. I, <laughs> no, I don't. I disagree. Uh, anyway, I, I, I liked that episode. I would go ahead and rate it an 8. Oh, really? An 8? Mm-hmm. Oh. And you're going to re- rate it a 7? 6. Dick. <laughs> I undercut you by 2. You didn't think that was a better episode? Uh, No. Now, th- I like the Little Sister episode more than uh, Guilt by Dissatisfaction or whatever it was called. Hmm. All right. 
kind of via who you which phone in over there. Ooh, um, let's pause for a second. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna wrap up here. <clears throat> Any final thoughts before we wrap up this episode? Um, I think we're good to go. All right. Well, everybody, uh, just want to say uh, thanks for listening to this episode of uh, Brozan, the show where two dudes sit around and chat about episodes of Roseanne. Is everything okay? Everything's fine. Um, uh, how, how, how are you? Doing better than you, I feel like. No, no. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, uh, <laughs> we'll talk more about that next time. All right. I'm Jay Warren. I'm Zachary Zakai Zichter, the third Esquire. All right. <laughs> see you next week. <laughs> Take it easy. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <All right>. Weirdo. <laughs>